Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Monday stream. I hope you guys are staying safe from all the climate change out there. It's been hot. In tonight's show, we're going to be talking about my aliens, UFOs. We had Pentagon spokesperson answer a question about UFOs today. We got news that there's going to be UFO hearings in front of Congress, I think on the 26th, which would be next week on Wednesday. You know what? I'm going to see if I can cover that live on Badlands. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make John have me do that. Badlands Media, I'll cover it live on there. Uh, if you won't let me, I'll cover it live on my channel. Let's see. We've got also, also FBI. A couple of news stories coming out about the FBI. They're getting roasted. We've got some news speculations, I should say, about Trump's possible vice president, Pick. And is Tulsi Gabbard going to throw her hat in the ring for the presidential election? I don't know. She's been saying some stuff that kind of makes it sound like it. Also, we're going to be talking AI, depleting oil reserves. Um, oh, this weird news story about the U.S. military having a typo and accidentally sending like millions of emails over to Mali which if you've never heard of Mali before, it's a country in Africa. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm not buying that one. They say it was an accident. I'm not buying it was an accident. What else we got on deck? Ah, some big money flowing into Biden too. Like millions of dollars from super shady people. Of course they're shady. Who's going to be donating to Biden that's not shady or just outright stupid? Uh, also, speaking of stupid, Justin Trudeau getting booed, massively booed, during a stage appearance today. Pretty hilarious. We'll take a look at that video. All that, and we'll see what else we talk about. Let's go ahead and get into it. Real quick, quick though, I want to thank a sponsor of this channel, Virtual Shield, for supporting this channel, helping me to bring you these videos, and bringing you an awesome VPN product, Virtual Private Network. So, whether you're trying to surf websites that are blocked in your area, keep your data safe and encrypted when you're surfing the web, or block the prying eyes from government and websites from tracking your internet usage, a virtual private network is going to help you with all of those things. Virtual Shield is an awesome VPN, super cheap, just a few bucks a month. Download it on whatever device you surf the internet on, tablet, phone, computer. Just download their app, hit connect, and then it encrypts your data and keeps you safe and secure. So, super awesome. It's what I use. Highly recommend you use it as well. Now, we're going to start off with UFOs. Usually I end the shows with it, but this one we're beginning with it because it's going to be a hot topic over the next couple of weeks. So I will be tracking it. This is the Pentagon spokesperson answering a question from the White House press corps, I guess. I don't know who asked the question, but I can't really hear what they asked in the video, but we will listen to his answer. And here it is. Some of these phenomena, we know, have already had uh, an impact on our training ranges for, you know, when pilots are out trying to do training in the air and they see these things, they're not sure what they are, and it can man. have an impact on their ability to perfect their skills. So it already had uh, an impact here, um, and we just want to better understand it. Now, we're not saying what they are or what they're not. We're saying that there's something our pilots are seeing we're saying it has had an effect on some of our training operations, and so we want to get to the bottom of it. We want to understand it better. So, Those are some peculiar gesticulations that that gentleman has. 
So he says, some of these phenomena we know have already had an impact on our training ranges. Not necessarily new news. What I presume he was referring to is the uh, black and white UFO, or shall I say UAP. That is the new sciency term. <laughs> UAPs. He's talking about those black and white videos that you've seen a million freaking times all over the media, all over Netflix, all over 60 Minutes, etc. The ones that were published by the New York Times that were never actually classified, by the way. And I think it was Chris Mellon. It was Chris Mellon and Lou Elizondo who messed around while they were in government and leaked these things over to the New York Times. But uh, New York Times published those two black and white videos in 2017. You've seen them a million times since. I presume that's what Mr. John Kirby here is referring to. So, not new. And he's just kind of towing the, towing the mainstream narrative, right? Towing the lines that he was given to say to the public about the issue. Nothing really new here. And we're also learning that there will be a House Oversight Committee hearing on my UFOs to be held on July 26th. Uh, Tim Burchett and Representative Luna, Anna Luna, are assigned to take the lead in these investigations. Who, Who's going to be testifying? Um, I don't know. I'm curious. I wonder if Grush, I wonder if that quote-unquote whistleblower, not really a whistleblower, all he had was second-hand testimony, by the way, but the UFO whistleblower, David Grush, I wonder if he's going to be testifying in front of Congress that day. And I, I don't know who else is. I will be looking out to see who will be testifying that day, but be on the lookout for that next Wednesday, next week. So I'm sure... Half of next week, that's all we're going to freaking hear in the news. Maybe all next week. That's all we're going to hear in the news is UFOs, UAPs, blah, 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 blah. And then Chuck Schumer is introducing a bipartisan measure to de declassify UFO records. Right? Anytime you hear bipartisan, makes you scratch your head and say, huh, if both sides of the aisle are agreeing on something, that must mean it's real shady. That must mean something corrupt's really going on if it's bipartisan. And yeah, especially if Chuck Schumer's introducing this legislation to declassify UFO records. Yeah. Declassify what? What are the what are they gonna be able to get their hands on? What's the military industrial complex going to offer them, give them to declassify? Here's the thing: when you have these unacknowledged special access projects, these USAPs especially if they're under the control of corporate contractors, it's very difficult to pry information out of these programs, especially when they're super duper secret. Congress doesn't know about them. President doesn't know about them for the most part. Um, yeah, what, what are they gonna declassify? And what's the agenda behind the declassification that is handed over to Congress by the military industrial complex? Limited hangout. As I've been saying for years, sit, Six freaking years now I've been saying this. I'm like a broken record at this point, but gotta be because this issue is more popular now than ever. But I've been saying this since, shoot, maybe almost seven years now. End of 2016, I've been saying the words partial disclosure, limited hangout, and 
It's still exactly what it's looking like. Distract the public, distract the plebes with breadcrumbs, tiny bits of truth. Meanwhile, what they're doing is they are brushing the deeper information, the deeper, darker projects under the rug and acting like those don't exist. So they say, oh yeah, this reverse engineered UFO, we've been trying to work on it for 10, 20, 30 years now. We've had no success, that's what they'll claim. They'll claim they've had no success, so they need money to research it more or whatever. Meanwhile, yeah, they've probably had some success and they probably already have. I mean, these, these here, for instance, here's the black and white UFOs that I was talking about, same damn video. But these UFOs are seeing in the sky, most of them, I'm not saying all of them, most of them probably ours. Probably Lockheed craft or Raytheon craft or just general military industrial complex craft that multi multiple of these defense contractors worked on. Yeah. So there's that. I think that's all the ranting I wanted to do on this issue. Yeah, we'll see what happens from this congressional hearing. Probably going to be a nothing burger. To be honest, probably won't be anything we haven't heard before. And whatever comes through it, I would assume would be manufactured, very manufactured information. Bits of truth with bits of disinfo thread through it. It's also curious to see how, like, Greer and Greer's whistleblowers are doing the um, podcasting circuit, like doing all the super popular podcasters. Greer and now multiple of Greer's whistleblowers going on to the Sean Ryan podcast, which I really like the Sean Ryan podcast, but uh, he's kind of just, I think, taking Greer for his word. Assuming everything Greer is saying is the truth. And oh my God, everybody's... Like I, I was reading the comments under this Sean Ryan podcast that uh, Greer did last week. Everybody was just drooling over Greer. Thank you, Dr. Greer, for putting your life on the line and doing this for humanity and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh man, they must not know that Greer charges like three grand for people to go look at the stars with him on the weekends. And honestly, I think Greer is a honeypot. I think Greer is a big fat honeypot that uh, is running probably a limited hangout himself in some way. And just ask yourself, if Greer was exposing one of the biggest stories, one of the most sensitive stories to the deep state, right? He's never been censored on anything. In fact, he's got blue check marks on his like Instagram account, YouTube account. Netflix platforms the guy. Um... Hmm. Hmm. He gets National Press Club events. Wonder. Wonder what's going on. So Greer might be a, a honeypot himself, right? The one, the one that he tries to get whistleblowers to come to, so he can shelve their stories. Unless his story is useful for the public, then he'll, he'll run with it. But seems like he's trying to control some narratives. That's my opinion, though. Don't sue me. What do we got next? One more space story, then we'll get on to talking some Sound of Freedom. So, gotta say, guys, any article from the mainstream media about the sun or space weather is shit. Absolute shit. I, if I had a nickel for every time I've seen some clickbaiting story about, oh my gosh, powerful solar storm's gonna hit Earth, and oh my gosh, be warned, I would have like five nickels. 
Russian scientists warn of powerful solar flare activity on Monday. There were solar flares over the weekend, so we're going to get... Wait, what? Hold up. Some Moscow Institute said Class X flares are possible. Man, all you got to do is go to solarham.net. Solarham.net. And you can see what the sun's doing, what the sun's been doing. You can see the geomagnetic forecast. Look at that. Nothing. Yeah, there's been an M-class solar flare on the sun over the weekend, but it was pretty weak. M3 solar flare, which is not going to do much. And most of that coronal mass ejection was away from Earth. Uh, geomagnetic forecast for Monday is super weak, like barely anything. So, lame. Yeah, no, no big solar flare, solar storm expected. Don't, uh, don't get excited. Don't go out looking for the northern lights, thinking you're going to see a bunch. Uh, all right. Sound of Freedom. Huge. $85 million over the weekend, or hit $85 million over the weekend. Expected to hit $100 million this week. It's just incredible for a truly grassroots movie coming from Angel Studios. How many people out there have heard of Angel Studios before, before Sound of Freedom? Not many. No big Hollywood producer, no big Hollywood distribution company behind this. It's pretty much just all been word of mouth. And hit pieces from the mainstream media, giving it some good publicity too. Calling it a QAnon documentary. But yeah, it's incredible what Sound of Freedom's doing. So keep going. Keep going. All right, now we got some FBI stories. Everybody wave. Wave to the FBI watching this stream. Hi, guys. So our first story is that John Solomon is reporting that an FBI agent has now come forward to corroborate the two IRS whistleblowers who will publicly testify in front of the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday. So this, this week, Wednesday, we get Oversight Committee hearing exposing biden crime family and next week wednesday we get ufo hearings so <laughs> funny distraction much anyway here's the story from john solomon going forward with uh, this consequential investigation about hunter biden but there's more there's more john i know there's a piece about the whistleblower and the fbi that you want to touch on so can you just tell us where you'd like to see this go yeah. in those lanes but well, before Devin Archer testifies next week, if that stays on course, uh, this week on Wednesday, the IRS whistleblowers are going to testify in public for the first time before James Comer's committee, the House Ways and oh. Means Committee Chairman uh, uh, Smith is going to attend that meeting. So it's kind of a joint investigation. Americans are going to see both men. They're going to get to learn the second agent's identity. His name has been withheld from the public at this point. They're going to get to see them testify. In advance of that, and I have confirmed from multiple sources that uh, an FBI agent who worked with the IRS team has mm. come forward and is now cooperating with Congress and co can corroborate large parts of the IRS agent's uh, stories about what went on with uh, U.S. Attorney Weiss. That's a major breakthrough. Now you got two different agencies, two different types of whistleblowers coming forward, providing a singular portrait of what went on in the Justice Department. Big explosive revelations ahead, I think, in the next uh, 48 hours or so. Wow. Plus, supposedly, Weiss is going to come in himself, the U.S. attorney from Delaware. I mean, justice has promised that, but they'll probably push that out yeah. for months.
Big explosive revelations ahead in the next 48 hours or so. Interesting. We'll be watching that on Wednesday for sure. And he also said that Devin Archer is going to be testifying next week. So we got two different testimonies, one this week, one next week, exposing the Biden crime family. And then the UFO hearings. So, <laughs> be funny. Um, and I think this, yeah, this is John Solomon's from Justin News. Same story. So this is what that FBI agent is talking about, what he's going to be testifying about, that the FBI tipped off Hunter Biden's team and the Secret Service about the plan to interview Hunter Biden. A recently retired FBI agent, it's probably why he's retired, coming forward now, told Congress behind closed doors today that the FBI tipped off Joe Biden's team and the Secret Service in fall of 2020 about a plan to interview Hunter Biden in his criminal tax probe. Hmm. There we go. So that's the story John Solomon was just talking about with Kosh Patel here. And that's what he tipped off Congress about that the FBI went over and warned Joe, warned Joe and the Secret Service a few years ago that Hunter Biden was under investigation. So there you go. I don't know if that was supposed to happen. Uh, on to the next thing. We've got good old, good old community notes, man. Gotta love community notes. <laughs> it's so great. It's like if Wikipedia was honest... It would be called Twitter's community notes. Biden's social media team got noted twice today. In Biden's first tweet, they he claimed, or his team, who obviously writes his tweets for him, claimed, one year after its launch, our administration's 988 suicide and crisis hotline has helped 5 million Americans when they needed it most. 100% lie, the 988 suicide and crisis hotline was signed into law in 2019 under the trump administration so not biden's hotline that's trump's hotline actually and then biden and his team tweeted right now real wages for the average american worker is higher than it was before the pandemic with lower wage workers seeing the largest gains that's bidenomics survey says eh, that's a lie the tweet's claim about real wages contains a factual error on 3-15-2020 when U.S. COVID lockdowns began. Real wages adjusted for inflation were 11-15. As of yesterday, real wages adjusted for inflation are 10 cents lower than that. 11.05. So... <laughs> Good old community notes. Helping us out. And then big money going to Biden. Our first big money donor. The former Disney CEO. And his wife. Recently donated more than $1.7 million. To Joe Biden's campaign. Former Disney CEO. Hollywood mogul. And he's got deep ties to China. What are those ties to China? Oh, he visited China every single month for years 
while running DreamWorks Animation. Looks like that is him right there. Uh, yeah. He looks like he's totally fine with Drag Queen Story Hour. We'll just say that. Oh, and while this guy was at DreamWorks in 2012, DreamWorks announced a multi-billion dollar deal with the Chinese government to build a production studio in Shanghai. So there you go. You wonder why this guy's donating shitloads of money to Biden. Former Disney CEO. And he love him some CCP. Donald Trump don't trust China. China is asshole. Our next big money Biden donor is another one that you can most definitely understand why this guy is donating money to Biden. The LinkedIn co-founder and Epstein Island visitor. Huh. He must be bummed that Epstein Island is uh, no longer in service. Reed Hoffman donates 700 grand to the Biden campaign. Also, isn't this the guy that was bankrolling... Um, yeah, what was her name? The lady that was suing Trump, claiming that Trump sexually assaulted her and all that. Her name escapes me. Carol? Is that it? Jean Carroll? Anyway. What a creepy mofo. <laughs> Another gentleman who's probably fine with Jack Queen Story Hour. He's probably the one dressing up as a drag queen and reading to the kids. Uh, okay. Big money going into Biden. Who would have thunk? Just, you don't have to tell us. We, we can obviously see why you guys are donating to Biden. All right. Now we've got White House Press Secretary. Uh, crazy hair here. Dodging questions about the cocaine investigation. Is the president satisfied with the explanation that someone was able to bring an illegal substance into the White House because there are hundreds of people who come here? What I will say is that the Secret Service did a thorough investigation. That's what we believe. They put out a public statement. I think that's important. Anything else detailing any details or any more information, I would reach out to the Secret Service. Thank you. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Nothing to see here. We believe the Secret Service did a great investigation. We believe that everything's fine. It was probably cracking the White House. It was probably a visitor. Oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. Next up. Oil reserves depleting. Massive U.S. oil caverns are now empty will take decades to refill thanks to Biden. While it took the Biden administration only six months to drain the U.S. oil supply to a 40-year low, we only have 20 days of emergency reserves left in the strategic reserves stockpile. Reports say it's going to take decades to refill, if at all. Look at that. 
literally tanked. It's down almost half in just a year. It's down over half in a year and a half. Incredible. All-time low for the strategic oil reserves. No, no. Wow. Notice that spike right there from 2000 what 2017-18 to 2020? What is that? That's interesting. Oh, and then it just dropped off a cliff. That chart looks like Bitcoin prices. Wah. God, only what? A year and a half left. A year and a half left. Oh, man. I mean, at the beginning of Joe Biden's administration, we didn't think we'd last this long. We didn't think we'd last a year. Somehow we have. But, man, year and a half left. Oh, we can do it. We can do it. One more lap. It's just one more lap around the sun. We got this, guys. Okay, over the weekend, Trump speaking at the Turning Point Action event. And he won the straw poll there with 85% of the vote. Interestingly enough, DeSantis did not come in second in this straw poll. Vivek Ramaswamy came in second. Interesting. Uh, a distant second, a very distant second. Trump getting 85% of the vote. But what's the deal with Ramaswamy? I've seen some old tweets of his resurface from 2020 where Ramaswamy was telling everybody to mask up, that it's conservative social responsibility to mask up. And then you've seen some... What, what's... I don't know. I don't know the deal with Ramaswamy, man. But he seems very well-spoken. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Also at the Turning Point event, there was a, another straw poll as to uh, who Trump's running mate should be. Trump also doing an interview with Maria Bartiromo yesterday. And uh, didn't he didn't say who his VP pick was going to be, but... He kind of touted the topic a little bit. Straw poll at Turning Point said, uh, Carrie Lake, who do you think should be vice president? Top pick, Carrie Lake. Congressman Byron Reynolds coming in second. Vivek Ramaswamy third. And then you got Tim Scott, DeSantis, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all of them pretty low on the list. But what do you guys think? Carrie Lake? I say, yeah, hell yeah. Carrie Lake for VP? That'd be badass, for sure. For sure. I don't even know who else would be a, would be a solid choice. I mean, we can... I think, I think it'd be cool if, like, RFK Jr. was, or shit, even Tol Tulsi, but nah, they wouldn't. Chat says Byron Donalds. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mike Pence. <laughs> I watch everybody freak out. Watch Trump choose Mike Pence and everybody flips shit. <laughs> Shits themselves. That'd be funny. I'm all for it. I'm all for watching people freak out.
Uh, watching their illusions get shattered. But we'll see. Probably in a few months. We'll learn. Hey, quick chat shout out to UK Neil. Thank you for the 16 bucks on Foxhole, my friend. Appreciate that, brother. Also, I saw you subscribe to me on Twitter, too, Neil. So I appreciate the uh, Twitter subscription that you did, too. So thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. What's next on our list? Uh, oh, good old Trudeau. Good old Trudeau, man. When, when you run your country like a commie dictator, this, this is what you're going to get. This is what you're going to get. They're not saying boo. They're saying true. Like Trudeau. True. True. Or no, they're just, they're just, they're doing the Cristiano Ronaldo. Sue. That's right. I said that in a tweet today and people don't pick up on my sarcasm. <laughs> no, they're not saying boo. They're saying true. Hashtag sarcasm, guys. Holy crap. You'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. <laughs> him out too and he's got to stop that's great look at that shit eating grin on his face he knows he knows they hate him with a passion everybody does baby castro here god it's great these, pe these people won't be safe walking down the street right they will be shamed shame shame i wish the government would just ban itself Let's see, more crap going on in Ukraine. Um, as the Ukrainian grain deal ends, a water drone attack damages at Crimea Bridge, killing a couple people. Russian officials upset over the Crimea Bridge being destroyed. When I see stuff like this going on over there in Ukraine, I just think to myself, CIA. CIA. Or the CIA training Ukrainian forces. It's the Azov. It's the Nazis doing it. Calling it a terrorist attack. Yeah. Anyway. So that's happening. Then we got this story. The typo leak. Typo leaks millions of U.S. military emails to a Mali web operator. And they're saying that it was a uh, simple domain error because the U.S. military's domain for emails is .mil, .mil, and the Mali domain is .ml. So they're claiming it was just a simple typo, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Sounds like a bad excuse. Sounds like a real bad excuse. All right, just got a few more tabs here, and we'll get to some Q&A for a little bit. 
Got another train derailment in Pennsylvania. This is a big one. Uh, 16 cars on a train derailed. Some of the cars were carrying different chemical materials. Tetrafluoroethylene, polyethylene, silicone pellets, trash. Had to evacuate the area. Uh, I don't think... I think the biggest cause for this is probably just our infrastructure, especially on the East Coast. So much of that infrastructure is so old. We're talking decades, if not centuries old for some of the buildings and railways and all that. So I don't get the feeling of some type of false flag or human contribution as much as I get the feeling of just aging infrastructure. And then we've got $100 billion going to Ukraine and how many billions going to pay off student loan debt and all this shit. Meanwhile, all around the country, our infrastructure is suffering dramatically. Or it could, you know, you have a lot of the manufacturing being sold out to foreign countries like steel. The steel coming into the country, much of which coming from China, and it's not manufactured quite as well as American-made steel. So that's what I'm thinking of when I see this story. Next, we've got transgender NCAA swimmer Leah Thomas. This was the dude who transgendered, who metamorphosized into a woman somehow. And then swam in the women events and won. So now a bunch of NCAA women swimmers are pissed off at Leah the Dude Thomas for winning. Uh, but now Leah Thomas has posted a photo, a very curious photo, on his social media. What does that shirt say? Anti for stupid soldier? Leah Thomas is officially an anti for stupid soldier. Apparently into wearing BDSM-looking outfits. Bro, that's a dude. That is a dude. An Antifa dude. Your not surprising story of the day award right there. And our last one. AI. AI expert predicts Technology was spelled death for humanity. He thinks we're all going to die. AI is going to kill us all like the Terminator or something. Um, sounds like fear porn to me. Yeah, clearly AI is a problem for sure. But it depends on the programmer. You can... Use and program AI to do good, you can use and program AI to do bad. And unfortunately in society, we got a lot of humans who let power go to their heads and do not use powerful tools with responsibility. Are we all going to die from AI? What do you guys think? Save us, John Connor.
All right, let me scroll through some comments here. Not a misanthrope, but wish you would admit that the human race sucks. Oh, that's quite a that's quite a generalization. You're throwing seven billion people into the same bucket there, but for the most part, a good a good amount a good amount of people do so. Saki Rocks. Is that your screen name? Saki Rocks? Oh, dude, I can't do Saki. Saki is one of those drinks where I had one bad experience in my early 20s. And uh, I just can't do it anymore. Where I was pretty drunk. And then I drank Saki, and it all came back up. Anyway. You said, JS, you should balance the volume of your videos and your mic. Yeah, I could I could be one of those streamers that has the headphones to get my own feedback and adjust the audio levels and all that, but I can't stand listening to my own voice and listening to the show at the same time I'm speaking. I don't like doing that. So I'll suffer. I'll suffer in the uh, production quality in that department because I just can't. I already got enough screens and crap to monitor that if I had a if I had headphones monitoring my audio it would just be Chat says Carrie Lake will be governor of Arizona eventually. Vivac, meh, you don't trust smooth talk smooth talkers, i.e. Obama. Yeah, there's something about a smooth talker that's uh, sketchy. When they're too, when they're too smooth of a talker, and it's pretty clear they're putting on a, uh, they're putting on their groomed skills to speak. They don't have any kind of inflection or enunciation where uh, you can tell it's coming from the heart or it's coming from the gut sounds like they're just reciting lines in their head that they've memorized and then they always have this smile it's like i'm happy it's like a cult leader smile trying to make you happy listening to them what's up michael weston enjoying those whiteboard recaps thanks buddy appreciate it It would be nice to see an effective VP if there is such a thing. It seems like for the most part, it's just a contingency role. Something where that happened to the president. We have a vice president there just in case. More of a position for hierarchical sake. 
Thank you, Debbie, for holding down the chat with all the links. Appreciate it. Thanks, Slug Trail. Appreciate those gold pills. Also, one thing I think I'm going to do in these live streams, my Monday, Wednesday, Friday live streams, is uh, add in. I'm just going to add in a little clickbait of the show section. So instead of spending all the freaking time in the world to throw together a clickbait of the week video, which I just don't have enough time to do, obviously haven't done one, um, I'm just going to take whatever I find from the last couple of days and throw it into the end of these streams. I'll do it between covering the news and then getting to the Q&A chat. I'll do a, a few minute segment of, of a clickbait of the show. That way I can keep up on all it, all of it. We'll have some fun in each show. I'll do like five to 10 minutes of whatever, uh, whatever fun clickbait BS we need to debunk that day. It'll be fun. Stone Roller with 400 gold pills, appreciate it. I'll even work on some fancy, some fancy buttons to push. Like an like a intro sequence to introduce the segment. Clickbait Corner, I like that. Clickbait Corner. Yes. Sit in the corner, you're in timeout. Please consider running for office. I appreciate that that thought, my friend. Yeah, I don't know, man. All the stuff they would dig up on me on the internet, shoot. They'd scrub through all my tweets. I would have to scrub through all my tweets first. Maybe just wipe my whole account. <laughs> Honestly, I've contemplated doing something local. Maybe not running for an office, but at least... Um, just going to the meetings and documenting them. I mean, even starting like a local... Some sort of local news reporting on the ground, grassroots kind of stuff. I think I had this idea a month or two ago because I was talking to some guys and, um, you know, there's just so many people that don't know what's going on in their local areas and they don't even know how to figure out or how to, or when, once they do figure something out, they don't know how to report on it or spread the word. I'm like, dude, it's, I'm thinking to myself, it's, 
piece of cake to start a YouTube channel or a Twitter account and you could have people just go to the city council meetings or mayor press conferences or something like that and hold a camera up, ask a question, get some stuff on camera, post it on the internet, share it around. I don't know. I could see myself teaching people how to document and do that kind of uh, guerrilla journalism in their local areas. I'm too honest. Yeah, man. Here's the thing. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to run in either party. The conservative side would hate me because I'm not religious enough for them. And the Democrat side would hate me because I got conservative social leanings. And running as an independent just seems counterintuitive to me. Seems ironic wanting to be independent but then slapping an independent label on yourself. Maybe someday though. Can I just like not put a letter next to my name? Aaron says, you can see me being a part of campaign management. Maybe. I could do some social stuff. Yeah. Might, might be pretty decent at that. I think I would. I mean, I don't know the total ins and outs of it, but... Tell you what, Boise, Idaho is getting kind of weird. You wouldn't think, but it is. I got a Democrat mayor. Some weirdos down there in downtown Boise. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Some, there's some skeletons in some politician's closet that are way worse than my idiot tweets. Can dig that up. How do I feel about Poso nowadays? Um, dude, Posobic steals a lot of his content. So, in the... Uh, we the media chat, we the media and Badlands in the um, group chat that we're in. We're constantly finding people jacking our content, and some some a lot of the mainstream conservatives like Charlie Kirk, Benny Johnson, Jack Posobiec, 
they will swipe the posts from um, Pepe Lives Matter get, gets his stuff taken quite a bit. The storm has arrived, 17. He gets his stuff taken quite a bit. And then uh, Patriots are in control. And, and all these guys are contributors in We The Media. And uh, especially Patri Patriots are in control. He's on Telegram, Twitter, and True Social. He's got accounts on all those platforms. And you'll see his sh his stuff shared over the to We The Media quite a bit. He, he'll make memes and graphics, and he will um, screen record interviews quite a bit and then post them to his channels all the time. We're seeing the Con Inc. crowd, the mainstream conservative crowd, just swipe posts, especially from those guys. And uh, like on one hand, you're like, good, the information's getting out there. But on the other hand, now that Twitter's monetized, these big accounts, they're just swiping shit and then they're getting paid for it, right? But who are the people putting in the time and effort and trying to grow their accounts and also possibly get monetized? It's it's parasite behavior, it's what it is. You could easily just click a button that says retweet or link at the account name where you got it from, but Now, now they're just being, they're being vampires, they're being parasites, stealing content. A lot of content stealers these days. Yeah, there's always been content stealers. I mean, it happens. Like, I find memes on the internet and I share the memes. But the thing is, I don't, I don't crop posts out to purposely get rid of people's watermarks. And we catch these accounts doing that. That's the, that's the grimy part. You know who does that all the time? In the Matrix. <laughs> In the Matrix. He's such a petty son of a bitch. But yeah, like the content stealers. The the worst part is when not only they're doing it for their monetized channel, like stealing other people's work for their own monetization, but they're they're cropping out their watermarks too. And then yeah, Jack Poso, Jack Posobiec, always throwing shade at the Q movement, but then he's stealing posts from people in the Q movement and then using their terminologies and stuff like that. It's pretty clear that Poso is kind of slimy.
Kronos says this is the most solid corner of the sphere. Appreciate that, man. Woo! Had to sneeze. Tron and Sean Joe on Foxhole. Thank you, guys. says maybe they have no ideas left one could argue maybe they had no original thought in the first place all right guys any last uh, questions comments concerns complaints Drop them in the chat. You guys let me know. Otherwise, I will take off. You guys have a great couple of days. I will see you on Wednesday. Wednesday stream. Train derailment. I talked about that about a half an hour ago. Um, I think that's due to just aging infrastructure in this country, especially on the East Coast. A lot of that infrastructure being half a century, century or two old, hundreds of years old, some of it. Um, it's just getting, you know, the pipes, the water pipes, the trains, a lot of the buildings just needs, needs updating. And unfortunately, we're outsourcing so much shit in this country and sending our money overseas and using our tax dollars on the most asinine things that our infrastructure is not getting the tender, loving care it needs. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you. I will see you in a couple of days. You have a wonderful Tuesday, wonderful Wednesday. We'll see what happens this week. Next couple of weeks sound like they're going to be spicy. A lot of hearings in front of Congress. Multiple exposing the Biden crime family. Hearing on UFOs. It's going to be interesting. So, until next time, take care.